0: In New Faces of Democracy, I profile all kinds of people and grassroots groups with one thing in common, defeating Trump and his agenda this November. And today, I want to talk about a particular kind of group that focuses on what I'm going to call chipping away at the margins. We all know that Trump lost a popular vote by 3 million votes. And we all know that he won the Electoral College and therefore the presidency by a mere 70,000 votes in three swing states. So the general theory behind these groups, each highly focused in specific areas, is that if we can chip away at the margins in key swing states, that just might be enough to keep those states from going for Trump in the winner-take-all Electoral College system. I profiled one example of this kind of group in Episode 8 of the podcast. Spearheaded by grassroots activists Janelle Christensen and Margie Stein, one 140 Florida Blue Project is dedicated to running Democrats in every single race for the Florida state legislature. That sounds like a pretty obvious thing to do, right? I mean, you wouldn't expect to win a football game with just nine players on the field. Yet, many races in red districts there are uncontested by Democrats because the party considers them unwinnable and they want to focus their resources elsewhere. But according to Janelle and Margie, it's still important to field Democratic candidates in those districts for several reasons. First, having Democrats in these races puts the Republican incumbent on defense. Democrats get to challenge the Republican narrative and force the incumbents to justify their positions and votes. It also makes the Republican candidates spend their money on their own races instead of sending those funds to tighter races elsewhere in the state, making it harder for the Democrats to flip or hold those hotly contested seats. Having Democrats in these races also activates the Democratic base in those long-forgotten districts, inspiring them to show up and vote up and down the ballot. It builds the Democratic infrastructure in the region with local organizers registering voters and getting out the vote. And most importantly for this discussion at least, this strategy chips away at the razor-thin margins for which Florida is famous, potentially delivering all 29 of Florida's electoral college votes to Biden or future Democrats in the White House. Granted, this is not a short thing this year, but if you're patient and play the long game after a few cycles, it can make a huge difference. In fact, this strategy was employed in Virginia to great effect when both chambers of the state legislature finally flipped for the Democrats in 2019. There are other groups that are working to chip away at the margins, but are doing so in ways that are more under the radar. I'll call these the Democrats' stealth bombers. The first is called Galvanize USA, a group that empowers women in the Midwest to vote their own values by providing them with a real world and online community that helps them express their political beliefs. The paradox here is that while 52 percent of white women voted for Trump in the last election, 13 million of them also support issues like abortion, gun safety and climate change. The research behind Galvanize says that they're not voting their values because of gender, social and cultural barriers. Many of these women live in homes where Fox News is on all day and in communities that identify strongly with the Republican Party. They avoid talking about politics with their husbands, fathers, or other men in their lives because, like many women, they play the role of peacekeeper in the home and they want to avoid conflict. Many also feel like they don't know enough to talk about politics and, lacking community in their beliefs, they feel isolated and lack confidence in their opinions. The mission of Galvanize is to help support these women by providing them with a community that allows them to be seen and heard and ultimately vote their own values. I love this group because it helps women build their confidence, knowledge, and agency, and that extends far beyond voting. Speaking of voting values, there's another group named just that. Vote Values seeks to connect with persuadable white evangelical voters in swing states who feel that Trump's values do not align with their own. Given the well-documented yet puzzling loyalty of Trump's evangelical base, you might ask, are there any such people? Yet the research conducted by Vote Values, a group with serious Silicon Valley and data credentials, has identified a subset of evangelicals that they believe are in fact open to questioning the fealty of their community. While many white evangelicals live in an information bubble consisting of Fox News and Christian Right Radio, this subset also watches network news and is more open to other opinions. Vote Values is engaging with this voting block via highly targeted digital ads featuring right-of-center evangelical influencers who oppose Trump. According to Vote Values, if just 5% of these voters change their vote, it would meaningfully impact the outcome of the election. The third and final of these stealth bombers that I'll discuss today is a super PAC called American Bridge. This group is also highly targeted, seeking to reach Obama-Trump voters in rural battleground states in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. They create ads featuring real people from the area talking to their neighbors in a kind of farmer-to-farmer way about how the policies of Trump's administration have failed their region. The theory here is that swing voters in these swing districts will be more open to persuasion through this kind of real talk versus slickly produced ads beating up Trump with his own words like the ones produced by the Lincoln Project. The ads meet working people where they are, mostly on TV and AM radio, with the goal of undermining Trump's support with the seniors and the small town rural voters key to his reelection. So one way to articulate the uniting theory behind all these groups is to lose less badly in targeted swing regions. Now, that may not sound particularly noble or glamorous, but it could make all the difference in who ends up sitting in the Oval Office next January 20th. If you want to learn more about any of these groups, you'll find links in the podcast description. That's it for today, and I hope you'll join me next week for another New Faces of Democracy podcast episode featuring Sarah Trail of Social Justice Sewing Academy.